Welcome to that Park Life podcast. I'm Beth. Hey, I'm Greg. Hey, and it's Greg. Greg, I heard a rumor. Did you hear a rumor? What's the rumor? I don't know. We're going to talk about it. Oh, okay, awesome. <laughs> well, I was really hoping you'd have like a new fresh rumor that I didn't know anything about. I was going to totally make up a story for you. Mm, no, I think we got some good juicy ones to talk about today. Yeah. So I'm excited for today's topic. Yeah, you know, there are a lot of um, quote unquote facts or alternative truths or things mm-hmm. that are going on about Disney. And I posted the question to everyone too on our Instagram account, on my personal Instagram account. And we got some good ones. Plus I found some and just doing research and stuff. And uh, some of the ones that you all submitted are wild. Um, I can't wait to talk about pickled sausages and uh, Harry Potter, believe it or not, it's coming gonna, up. It's going to be wild. You know what all I picture when we talk about like rumors and stuff is? Um, did you ever watch In Living Color growing no. up? No. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, for those of you who used to watch In Living Color, it was the, um, oh, I don't remember who it was that did the skit, but they would sit like in like a lawn chair basically and start telling things about neighbors. And then she go, but you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> and like, that's what, I, that's what I think. I was like, well, I heard that blah, blah, blah. blah. And they'd be like, but you didn't hear that from me. I always think of Anthony Crispino from weekend update on Saturday night live, who uh, was yes. played by Bobby Moynihan. And he would look around and be like, and I can't do the voice. Be like, do you uh, yes, yes. hear about this one set? Yes. <laughs> Before we get into our big topic, I do want to do a shout out to Andre. Ooh. You may know him on Instagram at thrills and magic. Other than mm-hmm. being a very nice person and always supporting our show, he had to get emergency heart surgery and he is recovering. So oh. if you believe in that kind of thing, just feel free to send some nice positive thoughts his way. He's he's alive. He's made it. Yeah. He's got he's got the big stitches right down his Nothing uh, like chest a good there. old emergency heart surgery. Yeah, no for- <laughs> big deal. So shout out to Andre. Oh. Anyway, um, I'll be in the... Sorry, I'm like, poor Andre. Yeah, I know. Okay. Poor guy. But he's doing well, and I know he'll be okay. Um, I will be at... So the day this episode airs is Tuesday, and I'll be at Epcot today. And uh, if it's not a million degrees out, I'm thinking about going live on our Instagram account at, like, say, noonish, like a good lunchtime. If you want a little lunchtime break, maybe keep your eyes peeled at that Park Life podcast, because Greg Do might be going any live. Plans? Do you have any plans? No. Well, I'm okay. going to be riding the Sky Skyliner a little bit because I haven't done that in a while. And it's like a free ride. And then I'll be heading into Epcot. And then I'll probably get lunch at Regal Eagle because I'm going without Nicole. And Nicole happens to not really have a lot of options there. Or at least yeah. hasn't she hasn't done well with the food there. And uh, so I'm excited. I don't know what I'm going to do, but it's going to be hot. I can't no, wait to sweat. I haven't been to the Regal Eagle yet. Oh, they season their fries and it's so good. No, I feel like they opened not too long after we were there the last time. But anyways. And then on... Wednesday will be uh, at Magic Kingdom with Lillian, who you may remember yeah. at Wishing for Disney. She's been on a couple of times, and I've show- I think we were there last week. I I got her in my story yeah. too, because yeah. her we and talk Nicole. About Lillian a lot too. Yeah, um, how I wanted to call her Jillian for a long time. Sometimes <laughs> I still do. I'm like Jillian, it's not right. It's Lillian. That's all the same. It rhymes. She's kind of like turning into the new Jen Drennan, where we give shout outs to Jen Drennan. Yeah, shout out to Jen Drennan. Jen Drennan and Lillian, they're just like you know our other co-hosts basically. <laughs> We get all of our information from them. It's true. <laughs> um, speaking of getting information from some of the myths or legends or other facts that we're about to talk about, I was able to reach out to some people that we've had on the show before. Either they knew some information or friends of theirs either work at these locations or attractions or whatever. And I was able to actually get some good information from them because sometimes these types of facts, if you will, or rumors or myths are kind of hard to like corroborate. They're hard to research right. because you really like either have to have worked there to know 
or you right. just have to find someone who just knows like just a crap ton of stuff about it. Well, and, and you're like, where did this even start from? Yes. So there a lot of these, some of them obviously I've heard of, but some of them I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know that. So it was yeah. kind of fun researching. So let me get the ball rolling then. Cause speaking right. of Andre <laughs> post-surgery, he submitted this uh, rumor or myth or quote fact about the deal between J.K. Rowling and Disney when it comes mm -hmm. to bringing Harry Potter to Disney. So yeah. the rumor or the fact is that it was supposed to be set in New Fantasyland. And well, that... I, heard. I think that's how we should do this. Every time you start, you should go, well, I heard. Okay. Well, Harry Potter Land is supposed to be in New Fantasyland. I heard that... Mm -hmm. I don't know what accent is that. That's a, That's got to be offensive to somebody <laughs> somewhere. I don't know what it is. Okay, so... Um, the rumor was that it was supposed to be set in New Fantasyland. And again, this was one that um, Andrea told us. So did some research, found some bunch of stuff on allears.net. Um, a podcast episode featuring Jim Hill, who is a well-known Disney historian um, who knows some of this stuff. And then also was reading an article on Cinema Blend, where everyone goes to get their news. But like there's all the... <laughs> It was, it was enough corresponding information to make sense yeah. of it. So in 2004, J.K. Rowling signed a letter of intent with Disney. And according to Jim Hill, that Disney historian I was mentioning, uh, Disney presented J.K. with a small-scale option, just two attractions and one restaurant in New Fantasyland. So it's yeah, pretty much it correct. True. Yeah, it was supposed yeah, to be. I watched, we watched something, I feel like. It was about that whole deal. And I think it had to do too with like how much money they wanted. And yeah, she, a... she wanted like full control. Yes. Because even, um, even when she signed with Universal, it was very like, there was a lot of back and forth because she, I mean, she wanted to have full control over it. Because yeah. obviously you just, I mean, it's hard to give up something because you, I mean, this is like your, the lifeblood like of what you do. And like this, this is your story. You've created this world. Yeah. So of course you want to have control over it. And I want to say, like what they were offering, she pretty much laughed at. Was like, <laughs> well, uh, I have some joke. figures for you. Um, oh, yeah. And even before that, so the the park that they presented, or not even a park because it's a section of a park, right? It's really a section of a section that Disney presented included two attractions and one small restaurant. And one of the restaurants was going to be similar to Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, where instead of a blaster, like a ray blaster, you were going to have a wand and you'd be casting spells yeah. as you go through the, you know, it's an Omnimover attraction as yeah. you go through and uh she was not impressed at the yeah. intentions and what was being offered she also didn't like disney's insistence on incorporating their normal things like coke products that right. actually that was a big hang-up in the planning stages and i think about that and i was like man well obviously disney and coke have a thing going and it's gonna yeah. probably last forever right like it's and it's been going on for right. so long but if you think about what they did at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, they incorporated yeah. Coke products in like a really cool way where yeah. it looks like it fit in. So I, I don't know. Maybe they just couldn't get to that point together. Yeah, because um, I'm like, again, think about, I don't know, advertising. I feel like back then is just different and your contracts are different. Mm -hmm. And that's freaking Star Wars. I mean, yeah. I know, you know, Harry Potter obviously is huge. But I would say it probably wasn't as huge as Star Wars was. So I'm yeah. like, I don't know. I, I understand I understand why she felt the way she did. And I'm really glad that she didn't go Disney with it, honestly. Honestly, yeah, because that wouldn't, wouldn't have, have made what sense. we have now. No. Yeah. Um, Universal swooped in at that point and offered, well, not offer, but they wound up settling with a $200 million offer just to secure the rights. So yeah. $200 million, that doesn't, that's not building it. Right. That's, that's, that's just to get the rights right. to have Harry Potter, uh, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. 
So when I'm parts. sure like, like the negotiations, I mean, it sounded like the negotiations for all that stuff was very intense. Oh yeah. Like I, I, I want to say that they kind of like made it out that she was sort of difficult to deal with, but I'm like, I mean, I would be too if, it, be? if like There's... I was in that position. Yeah. That's your, it's because basically your brand. That's your life's you work. Know her story, if you know her story, you know how long it took her to get like Harry Potter like published and actually yeah, like off the like ground. There was a, yeah. There was a lot of people that were like, that turned her down in the beginning. So I totally get it. And I'm very glad that she ended up doing what she did. Cause honestly, we wouldn't have Hagrid's and that ride is maze balls. Uh, by the way, after they spent the 200 million to secure the rights, it was another $250 million or so to build the wizarding world of Harry Potter. That's, that's not all of it. That's just parts right. of it. Right. That's at just the like time. part of it. Yeah. So yeah, rumor, uh, true. Wouldn't have the Hogwarts Express. That was a good one. Um, Do you mean okay, the glorified um, make sure you purchase a two-park ticket ride? You thought we were talking it, about? It's really cool, though. What it is very is cool. Really cool. But, man, so, they got you. They got you where they want you because you can't go on oh, it unless you have a multi-park ticket. Yeah, I mean, they have marketing geniuses that yes. work for them, of course. So they're doing their job. Um, okay, the first one that I have was that Wishes was sung by a dying girl's wish to live in the castle forever. Um, and that actually turns out to be false. Bah, bah, bah. Yeah. So I don't know where this rumor started, but basically they were saying that some girl, like essentially this was like her make a wish foundation wish was to sing this. Um, it doesn't work that way. Uh, so, and we're talking about the child's part, like the little solo part of wishes. Yeah. Um, it's sung by a girl. Her name is charity Ferris and she is actually an accomplished singer. She's saying, ain't no mountain high enough on <laughs> pop for kids. Stop in the name of love and all star on pop for kids. Um, she also said, get this party started. Is Pop for Kids like just an alternate version of Kids Bop, basically? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think it's like a Kid kid Bop. Whatever. Now, when you say accomplished, Which, is that that's what you mean? She's saying I mean, they're just saying like she's done other things. <laughs> I know it, mean, wasn't yeah. a, it wasn't a random girl that they picked, like a random sick child. Yeah. yeah. They picked. Um, but also, have you ever listened to those Kid Bop things? It's kind of funny to like listen to those. Are you talking about wings and pizza instead of the original meaning of WAP? Right. Like yeah. it. <laughs> gosh exactly i didn't make um, that up that's a real thing by the way yeah exactly yeah it's just really awkward because you're like when you know what the real songs are about you're like this is so ridiculous <laughs> because um, you're like basically teaching your kids like i don't know better lyrics obviously but then when they hear the real words i'm gonna be like what the <laughs> yeah totally different what happened so anyways not much there that was a. Uh, that was a quick rumor and we squashed it. Okay. I don't know where that rumor started originally. I actually have heard that like around I mean, town, so to there. speak. Yeah. When I, Googled, when I Googled it, a lot of things popped up. So it was like, oh, okay. That was submitted by Amanda, wife of Paul, who we had on for our Disney drinks that are worth it, which seems yes. so long ago because it was like the beginning of quarantine yeah. life, but it really wasn't that long ago. Amanda, she still remains like this like phantom. You yes. She's like, she was like a phantom when we had her husband on. She exists. Just somewhere. Um, I don't all right. know if she exists is what I'm saying. I have, I have met her in person. She does exist. <laughs> I have met her. I can vouch. Uh, well, at least okay. if not, she's a very good apparition. She's a great ghost. <laughs> and they, they're on Instagram as two happy haunts. So maybe yes. she's truly a ghost. She is a haunt. Okay. I believe it. Um, I'm sure. I think one of your rumors is about Haunted Mansion, right? So don't worry. We got yes. more ghost talk coming your way, maybe. Um, okay. I'll take us over to Epcot. This one was submitted by the Mouselets. And... Um, it kind of makes sense when you read it. So the rumor or the myth or the legend was that Epcot was supposed to have been two separate parks with two admissions. So basically it would be two separate, like totally separate entities. 
Um, I wound up reading up on this on a book called The Hidden Magic of Walt Disney World, which is typically my go-to source material for uh, when we have to do like research and stuff. And there's a I little... Just like Wikipedia. Yeah, well, I usually go out to Wikipedia and other things to verify what I'm reading because, you know, it's just one source. And you kind of want to like get some get some uh, facts out there. So in this book, there's a little blurb in there about um, how Epcot came to be. And this is the very boiled down version of it, right? Because you could do a whole episode yeah. basically on how Epcot came to be. And we know that Walton had a vision for Epcot, which you can still see once the people mover mm-hmm. reopens as the city of the future model out there, you know? That was like the original conception for it. And we know that Walt didn't actually live to see the creation of Epcot at all. He died in 66. And a lot of the elements of his plan, you know, ultimately a self-contained community in a utopian city uh, weren't utilized in the Epcot that we know. However, some people are go on to say that they think the original plans of like a shopping, dining, entertainment complex and stuff is basically the inspiration for downtown Disney and the celebration city in Florida. But... Um, all of those ideas of Epcot weren't really used the way that Walt had intended originally. So the Imagineers at the time had two differing concepts for Epcot. One of them was a park showcasing the latest technology, and the other camp was uh, coming up with a park that highlighted different world cultures. So they were debating as to which way should they go with Epcot, and just one day one of the Imagineers took the two tables that were next to each other with the different models and pulled them together. And then boom, we have Epcot. Yeah, it is crazy because it does seem like these two kind of real separate ideas, but I'm glad it's only one ticket price. So when you think about how, what is future world now? And I say it that way, because they're changing the names of the quote neighborhoods in Epcot as the refurbishment continues at a much lower pace right now. Um, they really don't like match. And I right. thought that was just, I've always accepted it that way. I never really like examined it, but like they're just two totally different vibes like completely. All right. You ready to do some Haunted Mansion? Yeah. Some spooky stuff. Give me that sweet, that spooky stuff. That's not the words. Okay. Not the words. Um, so the rumor was, well, I heard that there's a sensor on Haunted Mansion that would trigger an alarm if the sa- in the seance room if someone jumped out of their doom buggy to steal oh. Matt Leo's floating head. Um. Multiple sources. So I didn't really find much on the sensors now. Okay. But there was a story that pulled up. So I'm like, they have to have sensors probably somewhere. I mean, now it's like they have cameras everywhere. But um, I did find this story, and this is on celebrationspress.com. Okay. Imagineer Raleigh Crump once told a story about how they knew they were on the right track with the effects that they were developing when they received a call from personnel saying that the janitors requested that they leave the lights on at night due to how creeped out they were getting every time that they went into the building to clean. So the Imagineers agreed to do that, but they decided to have a little fun. It says um, they then outfitted the building with motion sensors. So when the janitors tripped the sensors, the lights turned on and all the ghostly effects came to life. Oh my gosh. They said after they did it the next morning, the Imagineers came in to find all the effects still running and the janitor's broom in the middle of the floor. <laughs> um, and the janitors like reportedly came back and said that they would not be coming back to clean anytime soon. <laughs> so, I mean, you can imagine like back then, like, yeah, you know, a lot of that technology just didn't um, didn't exist like in a normal setting. And you're just like a custody, like a custodian coming in to clean something. You have no idea no. that all this stuff is like technology. I would have pooped right there. You just wanted them to turn the lights on. So you probably, I mean, I'm sure they thought that place was haunted for, for yeah. like for real, but I couldn't really find anything else. Um, 
as that like went as far as talking about like that, that it would specifically in that room. Yeah, like that it would like trip something, but all right. I mean, I'm sure there's all kinds of stuff. There's we could call this an unconfirmed yeah, rumor. Unconfirmed. This came in from uh, Kelly, who heard that the technology. By the way, we've had Kelly on our show before. We did the. Um, she was the live shows at Disney World. Where we talked about all the different live shows available oh, yes, as a yeah. uh, theater kid. And um, what she had heard was that the technology of the Madame Leota floating head is so advanced that in order to protect it, they installed a security system, including sensors, where if a guest were to hop out of their doom buggy right there, um, Mm -hmm. some type of alarm would go off. I believe it. I mean, I I also just was curious and was looking around. I didn't really find anything concrete, but I 100% believe it because if you've ever been on or heard of Frozen Ever After in Epcot and what happens if a guest tries to get out or touches um, certain parts of the ride outside the boat, it actually mm-hmm. s- like sets off an alarm to the mm-hmm. point where the water drains and stuff, and then it's a shutdown. It's oh. like this whole big thing. So I believe it, even though I couldn't specifically find it on Haunted Mansion. I would believe that it's true, just because it's it's like part of the thing that Disney does. For sure. All right, what you got next? Uh, next one is about the Kilimanjaro Safari, and this one's a little wild, guys. So okay. get it a little wild because it's no animal So what I had heard. <laughs> Uh, was that at the Kilimanjaro Safari, the drivers are told to drive as fast as possible if a guest falls into the crocodile pond. So I spoke to a... Luckily, I happen to know multiple people who have been Kilimanjaro Safari drivers Mm -hmm. before, which is really convenient for me. Um, So I, I asked around, and the consensus is that this is true. They are trained... To drive quickly. So just some background information here. It's not to abandon a guest. If anything, it's to help the guests that are still alive. So the crocodiles get fed from that bridge. So when you're driving next to the crocodile pit, where they are is close to where their source of food is. So they're used to eating whatever flies down from that bridge. If that thing that the object that flies down happens to be human, they're not really going to react differently. They're just going to go in. So if a guest were to jump in on their own, obviously... They um basically it's game over for them. So the driver has to boogie on out of there. So we all don't witness the mauling, basically. That is like kind it's of nuts. More it's morbid to like think about. Yeah, I mean And also I'm like, I don't know, it, these are like the things that you don't that we don't think about that they have to think about, right? Yes. When you're dealing with wild animals, you have to think of like all the possibilities of especially when you just have someone that's clinically insane that just I mean, you don't, sometimes you just don't, yeah, you don't know what people are going to do. And I think on the safari, there's a lot of places where there's really nothing between you and the animals other than the car you're sitting in. Which, you know, you're not really seatbelted at all. There's no restraint. And obviously at any point you can get up and just jump out of the vehicle. Obviously don't do that. We're not suggesting you do that. And this, this particular scenario of a guest jumping out and going into the crocodile, but hasn't actually happened. And obviously no. we hope it never happens. Believe me, we would know if it had happened. Oh yeah. Yeah. It would be on the news. And <laughs> if you've been watching the um, special on Disney plus about animal kingdom, the animal kingdom park, you can kind of see like how things are in place there to keep the animals safe. And of course we want to keep the humans mm-hmm. safe as well. And the, the person that I spoke with, I don't always know if I'm supposed to use the name of the, the cast member where I was, I was working with, but I won't use the name, but this person has been on our show before. And um, she did say that people have jumped out of the safari vehicle at least once 
right around where the white rhinos are. And by the way, those things are like just about 6,000 pounds. So maybe not a great area. Not that there's many great areas to jump out of the safari vehicle, but that's not, that's definitely not. It would also prove that people do do that. People will do it. People do do that. They do do it. Do do that. Um, Okay. So this one I didn't know. And I'm like, kind of in awe of it just because i love this type of trivia like this type of history but um the rumor because what i had heard was that john lennon was in walt disney world when he signed papers to end the beatles oh i have heard this too and it's true oh boy he was at the polynesian so this happened december 29th of 1974 um basically he was at the polynesian resort this was a story that was told by may fung yi pang who actually worked with them. She worked for um, as a personal assistant for John Lennon and Yoko Ono. Uh, she was a coordinator, like when they separated all this stuff. So she basically said he signed the paperwork. Uh, her and John Lennon actually had a relationship that lasted more than 18 months. And uh, <laughs> the quote in here was Lennon later referred to this time with her as his lost weekend. Oh boy. So basically she was a rebound for Yoko Ono. <laughs> Uh, but she was with them when like all this stuff went down, and I just—it's just interesting because I'm like, wow, is that the Polynesian Resort? What yeah. a place! What a place you can. What a place to be done with the Beatles. Overlooking the Seven Seas Lagoon in the front of Magic Kingdom Park, signing a document that essentially ends one of the most influential like, musical groups of like right. our, of all of our generation. Yeah, like sh- really, like historical shift there. Yeah, um, I have one laugh, and then I have a bonus one. I I, okay. I want to mention an honorable mention, if you will, but. Um, this one has to do with pickled sausages because you know what? A <laughs> Disney podcast isn't complete until you talk about a jar of pickled sausages. Yeah, so, um, so I don't I don't think anyone submitted this one to me. This one I just happened to, to see somewhere. I'm like, when you hear these things, sometimes you're like, this has to be fake, right? So the fact or the myth or the legend was that the Tower of Terror Imagineers were pranking each other during the construction of, of mm-hmm. Tower of Terror with jars of pickled sausages and one of those jars was made permanent into the ride. So the the full story is that Imagineers working on Tower of Terror would indeed prank each other with jars of pickled sausages. That part is true. They were okay. hiding them in random places. They were jumping out of like dark spaces or jumping around the corner and stuff to scare the, yeah. the other cast members while holding the jars of pickled sausages. And at one point, and the this, the legend goes on to say that the one particular Imagineer um, specifically just really enjoyed pickled sausages. He may have started this whole thing. We don't know. He accidentally left a jar behind in an area and at a time when they were getting ready to glue down items to be part of the props, if you will, part of the actual scenery. And one of the jars of the pickled sausages got glued down and it's still there to this day. And um, I wound up asking a friend of a friend who who yeah. works there and um and sure enough the jar is, is there and the legend goes and as best we can tell it is true this is right. one of those things where unless the people involved come out and specifically identify themselves as having done this i guess we'll never really know but there is a jar of pickle sausages there and that is the story that is that has gotten passed down was that Do it was we from know where like is it somewhere where we can see i it have heard i couldn't find a picture of it online um to to tell you for well, sure so my goal the next time I'm even allowed in the Hollywood studios is to go to Tower of Terror and look, or if maybe someone has one if they want to submit it. But they say it's in the um, below the. They said it's in the photo pickup area, which I don't know if that means where you go to the screens, where it's behind like the cages, or where you actually go to pick up the 
print back. I don't even know if you still pick up prints I of photos like there. I true because for some reason, when you like when I read that and you said it, I was like, that kind of that rings a bell to me okay. somewhat. Like I feel like I've seen it. Okay. So I could totally be making that up, but I but I don't know. Something in my brain was like, yes, that's true, <laughs> and you've seen it. Yeah. Part of me wants to say that it's in the like the room right before you get off the ride, like the very end where there's all that stuff, like okay. where one of the one of the creepy uh, ventriloquist dolls is right okay. there too. I'm gonna have to take a good hard look at Tower so of Terror. I feel like I'm like it's. I feel like it's either in there or maybe it is like where you go get your photos. But for something, for some reason, something in me was like, yeah, that's true, and you've seen it. So I don't know. If you've seen it, let us know. Pickled sausages. Pickled sausages. I, by the way, do you know that pickled sausages was a thing? And I guess I never knew much about pickled sausages. I mean, pickled anything is a thing. I feel like nowadays. So I guess so. I'm not not really surprised. I don't really know what that would would taste like i guess but okay doesn't sound good but what am i know? i feel like they probably cover that on good mythical morning i'm not <laughs> sure probably they like pickle everything my gosh um okay i have one and then i also have a bonus so okay. the last one that i have is that i heard that the swan and dolphin resort statues on the roofs were accidentally switched like when they were putting those together because if you notice that they don't seem like they fit yeah what they're on top of do you think it's true or false? I think it's false because I think people know what they're doing and they wouldn't accidentally install the wrong statue on the yeah. wrong resorts. Yeah, that would be a big one. Um, so it is false. It is false. Oh. Um, apparently, so I'm going to read. This is from Yesterland.com. They okay. kind of covered this whole, like debunked this whole thing. Um, and they said that there is a book called Everything by Design by Alan Lapidus or something. Um, they said that this is like kind of where they got the story from. But it says... Hold on. You know that guy got teased with his name, right? People are calling him Alan Lapinus. <laughs> Probably. I'm not the only one who thought that. Okay, continue. <laughs> and apparently he's still getting made fun of by Greg on our podcast. <laughs> um, okay, it says Michael Eisner was adamant that he did not want just refrigerator box style hotel on Disney property. He very much wanted everything built on Disney property to tell a story and push for Graves, who was the architect, because he wanted the Disney company to be known for using renowned architects. Graves had a love-hate relationship with Disney culture. He freely admitted that seeing a four-foot mouse walking around in the parks was just wrong. And as far as he was concerned, he had no favorite Disney film. So when it came to the design of the hotels, he steered clear of classic Disney um, imagery, preferring to create new characters that would then be folded up into the into Disney like into Disney legacy. Uh, perhaps his characters would even be the inspiration for Disney movies and merchandise. Oh, guess what? Says, what? Go ahead. They weren't. But I continue. Know. Uh, it said his basic concept for the dolphin was that it was an island formed by a sudden cataclysmic event and upheaval by an underwater volcano or earthquake. When the island emerged from under the sea, it lifted dolphins out of the water, and these are the dolphins on the roof. Hmm. The banana leaves on the side of the building are the tropical plants growing on the island. The mysterious black box was never intended for monorail usage. It was the heart of the island, which burst open from the sheer force of the events. Water went spilling down the outside of the building into the dolphin fillet. That's what it says. The two-dimensional dolphin, uh, and then splashed over to the swan. The railings and the curving landscape connected, uh, connecting the two hotels indicate waves moving from the dolphin and splashing up along the side of the swan. Hmm. These are the waves that you see on the side of the swan. Um, two swans were so entranced by this natural phenomenon that they aligned to watch it up close and were turned to stone. Interesting. I yeah. honestly didn't uh, know any of that. <laughs> I know, right? Says the dolphin image was inspired by the work of Italian sculptor Gian Lorenzo Bernini. An example of Bernini's dolphins can be seen in the King's Neptune Fountain in the Italy Pavilion at Epcot. The black box and Graves' original design 
uh, was just one side of the building slopping right on both sides. I mean, they basically just said like, you know, like they it's, it's how exactly how it's, it is exactly how it's supposed to be. Yeah. So. Which is good. It turns out there are like several misconceptions about this. One of which you mentioned that, that there was a thought that the black box, basically that black square in the middle of mm-hmm. the dolphin was meant to be open for a future monorail track, which is, as right. you said, not true. Which right. I didn't hear. I actually didn't hear about that until recently. Yeah. And most of the time, people are asking, why is there a fish on top of the dolphin? The swan clearly right. is a swan. But the people, just like you mentioned, it was um, based off of a, an Italian sculptor, um, yeah. Jean Lorenzo Bernini. And he Bernini. went with a dolphin fish. So it's not a dolphin like the dolphins right. that you would know. I think the example right. they say is not like Flipper, but it's a, a different type of dolphin. dolphin you eat. It's like the dolphin you eat, not the dolphin that you, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I, I wish that they didn't because it's just, I feel like they were asking, this is like Lady Gaga wearing want, a meat dress. Like you did this I for know. attention, right? Like you had to know people were going to get confused. Well, I mean, and it, they do point out like that he just, he was not a Disney fan. Yeah. Like it was just, he was really good at what he did. He was world renowned. And so like, that's why they wanted to use him. I have only stayed at the dolphin. I've never stayed at the swan. Um, and this was, I think we stayed at the dolphin. I'm going to say, maybe 17 or 18 years ago. It's been a long, yeah. long, long, long time. It's, I've seen it from afar. That's about it. Yeah. I mean, we've walked around the lot. I mean, they've recently been redone and honestly, they're kind of nice. It's just that, you know, that it's not a Disney resort, but it's on Disney property. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I'm not going to say anything negative about it. Cause I really don't know much about them. I'm sure their rooms are nice. What's your, uh, what's your honorable mention? My here? honorable one. And more than one person mentioned this one. And by the way, I think we have enough to do a second episode on yeah. this because I mean, I only picked four in a bonus and same thing with you. So um, I'm sure we could do a whole other episode because there were some really good ones too, that we figured why like kind of go super long on this. We could mm-hmm. definitely split it up into two episodes. So look out for a part two sometime in the distant future, distant, not too distant future. But this one maybe was the most popular one that was submitted via Instagram. And it's the idea that there is a bubble around Disney World that Disney can press a button and a dome would come up over the, you know, the property if there is some type of inclement weather that is catastrophic by some nature, which I really hope I would like to think. And maybe I'm naive. I would like to think that everyone listening to this podcast knows better than to believe that. I hope that you did. I really hope that you did. And I've if you didn't, that, I've heard it so many times because you've heard of the quote Disney bubble, but they more refer to it as a way of life. Like it's not, you're not in reality, you're in Disney world. And that like, that makes sense to me. Um, mm, but this bubble of how Disney can control the weather, so to speak, is, is not true, right? I mean, it rains at inopportune times. Like there's no way that they're yeah. controlling that, and the, the the idea that it may have been influenced by the city of the future, like the Epcot plans and stuff. Like I kind of right. get that if you thought maybe that's what they were doing, but that never happened. That now, if we want to talk about Kim trailing and weather stuff, that that's a whole different ball game because I I could talk to you about that all day. Look at you, nerd now. I do believe in Kim. Tra- I do believe that Kim trailing's real. I mean, they our government admits that they do that, and I do think that that does affect the weather, but. Anyways, that's that's for another time. Another time. Welcome it's to... not a protective bubble, I'll tell you that. <laughs> not a protective bubble. There is no button they can press. I mean, I wish that they could. I First know. of all, if they could do that, they would lower the humidity and the heat so that their right. own cast members aren't getting lightheaded. You know what I mean? Like there would be so many yeah. things that they would yeah, that they sure. would be avoiding. It actually sounds great. I wish they could do it, but it's not. It's not a real thing. So uh, rumor is going. false. <laughs> um. Okay. 
My last one is that guests try to spread the ashes of loved ones in the parks. Hmm. Um, this is true. Yeah, it's gross. Like people have done it. Like people, yeah. I don't know. If people can still get away with it, but people used to get away with it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Haunted Mansion is actually a very popular spot that people do this. Um, I mean, and I've watched, sense. I've watched YouTube videos where like people have, they basically like showed that they had the ashes. They didn't show them actually doing it, but they like basically filmed before and after, and they're like, "Okay, I did it, I did it." Um, but I have heard that like Haunted Mansion is the hot spot for that. Um, you may remember on our Disney Confessions episode, uh, one of our listeners wrote in that they have a plan for how to sneak for to have one of their family members sneak them into Haunted Mansion, basically bring their remains and and dust it around. Right. Right. Um, so we know it's a real thing. People are thinking about it. I've thought about this. I don't know if you've thought about or if even uh, if anyone out there has even thought about this. But And it's a morbid thought. But I was like, okay, hypothetically speaking, if Greg's going to get cremated and I'm going to be a pile of dust, which may or may not be actually me or just the dirt that they were sweeping. you know. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, where would I want my ashes to be spread? And I don't know that it would be on a particular attraction. Um, if anything, I was thinking Bay Lake. Not the Bay Lake Tower Resort, although, like, let's be honest, a little bit of sprinkle, a little bit, a little bit of Greg over there, um, but the general Bay Lake, Seven Seas Lagoon areas that I could, I could live. Maybe I feel like in a body of water makes more sense because um, I feel like on a in an attraction, it's gonna get swept up eventually. But if you're in the yeah. water, maybe you'll live forever there. Yeah, I um, I mean, I want to be cremated, but I don't know if I want people to spread my ashes. I'd rather just be like hanging out with everybody. I want someone to roll up my ashes and smoke me. <laughs> That's what I want. You let me know how that goes. You let me know how that goes. Well, if I'll do it for you, Greg, I guess. Thanks. Light me up. Gosh. Speaking of lighting me up, I don't know how. Sorry. So sorry for this transition, Stephanie. Hey, <laughs> um, don't forget about our uh, ongoing promotion with World Traveler Trading. And um, I know that some Christmas stuff is on the way. I know it's only October. Please, please don't get mad at me. But the reason I bring this up is um, I'm awaiting a shipment for a Halloween in a uh, Christmas themed key fob that I'm excited about. I don't even know what it looks like. So I'm excited to get it. So when I get it, I'm sure I'll post a, a photo of it. Of course, you can go over to the shop link in the description of this episode. Use our promo code that park life and save yourself some money. That park life. Don't forget. Should we uh should we hop into some news nugs? Yeah, let's do uh some news. And you, whenever you hear me talk like this, it's because I'm trying to find the audio file. Okay, mm-hmm. here we I go. Know. And on this time, I'm gonna play the correct version of our news nuggets. Thanks. Oh boy. Out of control. Don't laugh. Uh, You're married uh, to him. That's your husband doing that. Sorry. <laughs> That's him. <laughs> uh, I just have a little nug, and it's that D- Disney's Winter Summerland Miniature Golf is going to reopen on November 6th. I oh. love this world. So if you're a mini golf fan, um, I haven't done mini golf yet. That was something that we talked about doing on one of our next trips, you know, and then the pandemic happened. So, um, yeah. But if you like, dude, I've heard it's really fun. You've done this, haven't you? I have done. So there are, um, it's the Fantasia Gardens mini miniature golf, which is open now. And then um, Winter Summerland is the other two courses that Disney has. And uh, I've done all three. Technically, the Fantasia Gardens has two courses. The other one's like real golf. I don't do that. So there's three yeah. mini golf courses in Disney. And I've done all three. And the Winter Summerland is fun. Now that I live here, um, I don't, I wouldn't do go to the summer one. I would do the winter one to trick myself yeah. into thinking I'm into winter again. And then like when we were becoming in to disney on vacation we would usually do the summer one because we were probably traveling during a cold month right, right. of new york but yeah i think they're a lot of fun 
Good deal. I do love a good mini, mini golf. I'm not big into regular golf, so. But I can putt-putt it up with the best of them. Putt-putt it up. I mean, if you have a spare day where you don't want to do a park or on a travel day where you, you know, you flew in that day or whatever, and you don't want to use one of your park days if you're doing it, you know, like a, a multi-day park ticket, definitely check out one of the mini golf mini courses. Golf. I think you'll like it. Yeah. What you got? You got My a nug? one nug is about the Frozen Fan Fest. Mm. And uh, it is this Sunday. It's a one day only this Sunday, October the 18th. Um, it's being billed as a, quote, exclusive content, digital adventures, new toys, apparel, games, books, and more inspired by the internationally acclaimed films from Walt Disney Animation Studios. So it's a whole fan fest just about Frozen 1 and 2. It's just about a year now, by the way, since Frozen 2 came out, which is nuts. Oh, it's crazy. Nuts. Um, it is a virtual play date hosted by Aisha Curry. It is featuring some, or at least one sing-along, a dance lesson, an American sign language tutorial of how to sign the song Show Yourself, which is like kind of cool. Wow. Um they will also have a lesson on how to draw Olaf and more. And the Fan Fest is, of course, virtual. So you can do it in the comfort of your own home. And it will also include a first look at the upcoming short Once Upon a Snowman, which will be on Disney Plus later this month, of course, starring your boy Olaf. Um, is this a paid thing? No. No. It okay. is not paid. I I don't know. Um, I don't. You have to sign up or anything. It's just that day. I believe it starts in the morning. But I'm sure you can go check out the Disney Parks blog, blog or yeah, and uh, and figure out more information. But it's this Sunday, the 18th. Super fun. Yeah, we'll probably check it out. To be honest. All right, I got some history. All right, let's go back in time. This is a a first time for us. I don't even know if you know what's happening right now. I was so here's the thing. Um, a little pulling back of the curtain here on history typically we don't share our history items with each other or at least like i don't tell you what i'm going to do but of course yeah. it's written in our show notes but i was hoping you were going to pick a certain thing because i have a companion piece for your history item so you can you can go first okay but do you already know what mine is i went and looked this time only oh, okay. because if you pick the thing that you picked i have a, a follow-up on it oh okay i picked we're going back to 1998 Hala, hala. Uh, Disney World's newest show, Fantasmic, debuts at the Hollywood Hills Amphitheater. Oh. Located at Disney's MGM Studios. Hashtag not my MGM. Uh, it's 26 minutes of a performance and it requires 88 people to dazzle park guests. Did I pick what you wanted me to pick? Yes, that's the one. <laughs> okay. Um, and I'll leave my opinions of Fantasmic out of this. Hate it. Okay, so <laughs> um, my piece of history is bringing us back to 2013, which was the celebration of the 15th anniversary oh, of the wow. opening of Fantasmic. So 15 years later than, than your item. Um, at this mm -hmm. point, Disney's Hollywood Studios becomes the first park at Walt Disney World to offer the glow with the show ear technology. So it was on this date or this week. Um, what is that now? Seven years ago. And if you haven't heard of Glow with the Show or don't know what it is, it never really took off. But if you're wondering what it is, um, it is technology built into Mickey ears where it allows the ears in there to interact with or to illuminate along with a certain performance or a show or whatever. I a lot in um, concerts like and stuff. Concerts, yeah. yeah. I and went to a... Really cool. I don't even know what year it was. We went to a Coldplay concert. It might have been like mm, it might have yeah, been that year actually. Yeah. That was the first time I actually experienced it. Was it, it. like the wristband thing? Yeah, your wristbands lit yes. up, and it was awesome because we didn't know we didn't know until we got there. Yeah, and it was really and it's cool. So cool to like look out in like the arena of people, and you're like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Yeah, 
And um, so it's it's Mickey ears. Obviously, got to put a battery in it, and it lights up. And I remember th- I remember them making a big deal of it because you could watch Happily Ever After with it on Main Street, and it would light up and stuff. It just never took off. And then the the we, like the funny thing is at work, well, former work now, bomb bomb bomb. Um, <laughs> up in, in an attic, there's just two boxes of them just sitting there. I always wondered why, like, where these come from, and how oh, we get them, yeah. and why are they just sitting there? So I feel like that's an indication of how how well. The glow with the show ears did. They tried to, if it wasn't super expensive and they tried to relaunch it, I feel like it might take off now. Especially if they can't do as many like show stuff. Like, Like, it is cool. I don't know. Maybe it'd be cool if I think they even allowed you to buy a wand that you could hold in your hand that would interact with your ears. So you didn't even have, you didn't even have to be in Disney to use it. You could buy the wand at Disney, obviously bring it home and still control your hat. But the weird thing about that is, is you can't see your hat. Right. So you'd have to like, you kind of rely on people around you to be wearing the hat. That's why I like the wristband thing because you could see it. You can look at it. Everyone can see it and you can see it. Yeah. So I mean, if they made a wristband that also held your magic band, interesting i wonder i wonder if they are so this is not a history i'm so i'm gonna get get rid of this history music um here's a thought a little um what if disney does this because if not i know they always listen you know them they're always they're a big fan of that part of the podcast they write (laughs) me every week and i ignore them because i'm better than that and um i think it'd be cool if since they're consistently using the cell phone technology they've even mentioned how they're getting away from magic bands and they're going to allow you to use your cell phone they're going to allow you to use the chip that they've inserted into your into wrist. Your, you know what? Just put a chip in my brain and get it over with. Okay? Like, I'm down. You know I'd sign up for that. I would sign my life away for that. Stick um, in my eyeball. If you remember, and I'm getting way off track. Okay, anyway, so my thought was, if, I wonder if they'll build into the park, the Play Disney Parks app or just my Disney experience where um, it'll light up your screen with certain colors and things. Just oh, like yeah. just like when you yeah. go to take a selfie on Snapchat or whatever, it lights the screen up white to get, you know? So, like, I know the technology yeah. has to be there. So I wonder if they'll do that. There's got to be a way that they're going to include that. But again, if it's not like 50 bucks to do it, more people would do it. It's just, I feel like a lot of that stuff, it's a great idea, but then they want to charge an arm and a leg for it. No one wants to do that. Well, if it's in your cell phone, I would imagine they can't charge you. Unless they start charging for the Play Disney Parks app, in which case there'll be a dramatic decrease in use. (laughs) I can can guarantee that. Yeah, no one's paying for that. So get on it, Disney. Yeah, you know, that's a idea. I think it's a great idea. Um, we do have a trade market. <laughs> it's the that Park Live podcast exclusive idea. Copy written, so don't copy me. <laughs> um, we do have a quote to close out our show as usual. Um, I do want to give a shout out to everyone who filled out a survey. I'll keep it open for a little while longer if you want to get your thoughts in. It's very helpful. They're easy questions. It's, uh, do you, uh, how do you feel about the length of the show? What do you want to hear more of or less of? And um, there's been some great feedback in there and I am excited and very grateful um, for what people have to say. And just as an FYI, we do take it seriously. I haven't shared any of the results um, yet with Beth. I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for it to be, let's say done. I'm waiting for a handful more, I think, to get a more complete round of Weeding out all the negative comments that come through about me. If they're all, all of them are just, we hate Beth, death, death to Beth. It just, it's unfortunate that your name rhymes with death. (laughs) Death to Beth. (laughs) It's very unfortunate. Um, but seriously, th- thank you to everyone for filling out. If you haven't already, it's totally anonymous. I have no idea who you are when you're submitting your stuff. And it's very it's very quick. You don't have to write a, an essay or anything. Um, if you want to follow us on Instagram, our account is at That Park Life Podcast. Or my personal is at The Disney Greg. I'm at The Healthy Hot Mess. Um, you can always head out to thatparklifepodcast.com to find out some stuff. If you are new to us, by the way, welcome. Hope you enjoyed 
Um, we did an episode on Are You a Disney Foodie? And our food quiz is still out there on BuzzFeed and people are still taking it. If you haven't taken it, um, you can find a link to it uh, in, uh, on our website as well. All right, I'll hit you with that quote. This comes to us from your favorite rat and mine, not Mickey Mouse. <laughs> so this comes from to us from Ratatouille. Um, and it's actually from Gusto, And he says, if you focus on what you left behind, you will never be able to see what lies ahead. And I feel like that applies to lots of people. And it's not just about me and my fellow cast members uh, getting the boot. But I think that can apply to a lot of what we're all going through in this very weird 2020. Now, I think that's uh, all we got for this week. Oh, gosh. We just jumped right into the, the end. <laughs> right bye. into that song. All right. Bye, everyone. See you guys later. Bye. <laughs> we'll see you all next week. Bye, everybody. All right. Let's get real for a second. So if you heard us laughing a little bit, it's because I hyped up the quote. I said, all right, we're going to do the quote. And then I forgot and it. And I, I said, said, hit us with that quote. And you said, all right, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> I thought you said hit us with that. And I don't know what word you said. So I was like, no, sure. I said, here's that, that good. Quote. Here's our good theme music. And then I'm playing out. And I'm like, wow. I felt like I was crazy. So I went back and looked at the notes and was like, yeah, he had a quote. in I there. did I'm have a crazy. quote. And I said, bye. And you didn't say bye. I'm like, well, I wonder why Beth didn't say bye. Maybe you did. And like the internet I cut out. Awkward. So awkward. And then, and then the music stopped and Beth was like, where's your quote? I'm like, oh, <laughs> F we got, <laughs> we got to put a quote in. So, um, I had to recompose. Well, I got it. Glad we got it. Anyway, all right. All right. Bye for real, everybody. Bye. Bye for real.